This is the Jabberjaw Podcast Network. Visit JabberjawMedia.com for more shows like this one. Swedish classic rockers Graveyard release their eagerly anticipated comeback album piece on May 25th via Nuclear Blast. The album is now available for pre-order in various formats. The Nuclear Blast mail-order edition will feature the CD as well as a 7-inch vinyl containing two exclusive and previously unreleased non-album tracks, Headache City and Something Else. The album is also available as a Digipack CD, red cassette as well as on black, yellow, white, blue, clear, and red splatter vinyl at NuclearBlast.com. Once again, NuclearBlast.com. It's the Metal Sucks Podcast with your hosts, Petter Speich, Brandon Hahn, and Jocelyn Sharp. Metal Sucks Podcast. How's everybody doing? Uh, I am your host, Petter Speich. I am always joined by Brandon Hahn. How you doing, buckaroo? You can find me on Twitter and Instagram at your buddy Gooch. And Jocelyn Sharp. You can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Jocelyn Sharp. Also, buckaroo. Mm. Oh, <laughs> I'm at, uh, <laughs> at Rise to Offend, Facebook and Twitter. Rise to Offend official on Instagram. This no w- buckaroo? Oh, dude, come on. Oh, no, no. It, oh, you're supposed to do on threes, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, dude, come on. Buckaroo. That's better. <laughs> Jesus, we're a team. It's true. This week, guys, uh, big interview for me. Huge fan. Uh, we got old Nick Holmes, obviously, from Bloodbath Vocalist. Um, we're going to be talking about the tour that they got coming out to North America, guys. This is Bloodbath's first North American tour. It's only seven dates. It's starting in Los Angeles, May 23rd. Make sure you check it out. They are going to be out here for Maryland Death Fest. That's the main thing they're here for. But, uh, man, they're, they're hitting a bunch of major cities. So check it out, guys. Obviously, their last record, Grand Morbid Funeral, is out now. If you don't have it, what's wrong with you? And uh, we'll be talking to him in a minute. But as always, before that, guys, we'd love to jump into some of the Metal Sucks news for the week. Uh, the first story that I want to talk about was a, uh, it's a, you know, an editorial that Vince Nielsen wrote. It is that Ghost will be the next big arena rock band in metal. Now, what do you think about that, Brandon Gooch Hahn? Well, I will tell you what I think about that Petter Spych. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Couldn't think of a nickname. Uh, but uh, you know what? I, I actually, well, they are going to be doing those two the, arenas. They are doing two arenas. They're doing one in Los Angeles, one in New York. Yes. And uh, I am going to go to the one in Los Angeles because I, I, I saw them in Riverside not that long ago at the Wifey. Uh, she lost her shit, like lost her shit. I thought it was a good show. I thought it was a very good show. But again, I think what happens is with the theatrics that he brings, uh, Tobias Forge brings to the to the stage, it is cool. Like I'm sorry, I like to see that. Me too. You know, I, I enjoy that. So well, there's no apology needed for that. I think rock music and theatrics has been hand in hand. I mean, you go all the way back to whoever, but well, Alex like Cooper Alice, going Alice Cooper, forward. Yeah. I mean, I mean, every it all derives from him. I think I, when it comes from I rock agree. and metal, yeah. 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 I mean, like rock, especially for rock and metal, for sure. Alice Cooper was the guy that brought that to the forefront. But then after that, you know, he had some guys in the '80s, and then Marilyn Kiss, Manson took over. Like, yeah, exactly. Yeah, Kiss did it. Then Manson. Yep. You know, and the theatric parts. You know, Rob Zombie, we can we can go on and on, but these theatrics actually a lot of people feel like they're seeing more than just a rock show. Well and I think that's that's and why Ghost I, feels that way. That's why I can't yeah. really argue with Vince's take on it. No. But again, you know, it's all speculation. Right. I mean, we don't know for sure. But if I was putting my money, and, and another I'd thing put too, it on them. And another thing too with Ghost, it's like a lot of people don't like them because you know they're 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 hooky. 
You know, like, especially if you're a hardcore metal fan, you want fast, you want speed. These guys aren't going to give you that. They're just going to give you, they're just going to give you solid riffs, solid hooks, and then just move on with the lyrics. Lyrics, you know, they're not, I'm not going to say they're the most complex lyrics in the world, but again, you know, if keep it simple, stupid, that's how you attract the masses. And Ghost does that better than every, Ghost does that better than just about everybody. I mean, I feel like when you're saying the critics that attack the band is that it, it, they are kind of boring on record. Live, though, I haven't heard one person say a bad thing about seeing Ghosts live. And mm-hmm. I mean, I've seen them many times at this point. I mean, I remember seeing them open for Opeth back in the day, and, and every time you're like, who is that band? You know? See, I've heard, so, a, I've heard the records, and I didn't really like them that much. And then mm-hmm. when I saw them live, now I appreciate the records a the lot songs more. songs come to life. Yeah. Yeah, that, that's, that's what every great band does, though. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, I can tell you right now, I've loved many bands. And then after I saw them live, it's it's like it's it tr- it's just yeah. the next the level. Li- life should always be better. Yeah. It should always be better than the album. And if it's not, then you're doing something wrong. Oh man! And I've seen not Me more too. times than I want. And that kills the record too. Yes. Though. If you see a band live and they and oh they dude, Marilyn Manson is the worst performer right now. He is the right worst now. And right he now is the best. Best back in the day when he first came to 97, out. Dude, back in the day dude, the when 2000. He, I told yeah. you this story. I told you this story. For me, Marilyn Manson was the pinnacle of rock and roll when I when it was. October 31st, Halloween night, House of Blues. Marilyn Manson's wearing like a G-string or whatever. And he bends over, he pulls the G-string to the side, shows his asshole. And I'm like, wow, Rock is dead. You know, because it's like, where do you go from there? Right. This guy is showing his asshole. Where do you go from there? What a performer. You know what I'm saying? That's <laughs> <laughs> all I'm saying. He's really putting it all out I'm there. like, well, okay. Can, can we talk about like... That was your, where do you go from there? The asshole showing? Oh, can you name someone else? <laughs> he came out on the worm. Dude, Marilyn Manson, like I said, I feel if you saw him in the last five years, you've been cheated of, of one of the greatest exactly. rock and roll. You are totally right about that. Time. And I, I don't disagree with that. Um, but he lived in the theatrics for a long time. He still does in a lot well, of ways. Well, now it's sad. Now it's like he's just a bloated 50-year-old dude. Yeah. And, he, and it's like, and then when you see him, it's like there's no, he's not even trying to engage the crowd anymore. Right. And whenever, you know, like whenever he takes that huge, uh, that huge stand, uh, you know what I'm he talking about? He showed his asshole. Why would he try to engage anymore? Well, that's like, what I'm saying. To. Exactly. <laughs> dude, I'm sucked into his asshole. It's, I was in it. I it's was like there. when a 60-year-old goes back to community college. You're like, really? Yeah, right. Why? Yeah, like what kind of a career are you going to get? You <laughs> right. know what I mean? That's good that you want to broaden your horizon a little bit. But by yeah. the time you get a job, you're going to die. Take hey, it easy. Hey, you guys are both assholes. Life is movement. Let them let them educate well, themselves at any age. But Anytime hey, you're motivated, you go for it. Truth hurts. Ageism. So, listen here, Linda. You, smoke, you smoked for 15 years. You're not making it to graduation day, okay? <laughs> Just calm down with your fucking dental assistant degree. Yeah. Pete's over here trying to be Will Smith. And, uh, what's that movie? Uh, Pursuit of Happiness. Yeah, Pursuit of Happiness. Yeah. Go ahead. Go for it, man. Go for it. To all the 60-year-olds out there listening to Metal Sucks Podcast right now. <laughs> Hey, Pete. you guys keep listening. You can Ignore hit, these ages, you, fools. You can hit Pete up on Twitter at Rise to Offend. And, <laughs> it's, and Twitter is a thing you could get on your phone. <laughs> and on your phone, I don't mean the dial-up that you have. I mean, there's ones that you could carry. So the second part to the question, <laughs> even though I loved, I loved your tirade. Um, uh, was that a tirade? No, it wasn't. It was, uh, it was, a, it was a cute attack on old people. <laughs> okay. okay. First it was of all, adorable, it wasn't an though. attack. We were <laughs> no. just pointing out why waste money on tuition. Yeah. It's not like I put a sock in a cue ball. I mean, a cue ball in a sock and just uh, went to town on somebody. <laughs> Do you think like some, uh, like some 65 year old person like got a bunch of student loads and then like when they pass it went to like to their kids to pay for <laughs> Yep. That'd yeah. be foul. I'm sure. That'd be bad. <laughs> yeah. Dude, you read about it all the time. Yeah. You read about it all the time. <laughs> yeah. Oh man. Mom went to Harvard at 70. I'm going to pay for it till I'm 
bed. <laughs> yeah, well, she left you the house. She, she majored in women's studies. What a bitch. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> what? <laughs> Jocelyn, I'm glad you said that. Listen, what degree? Are you, what, what job are you going to get? Right. Get out of my face. So uh, to the next part of that whole uh, topic, guys. Um, if Ghost isn't the next big arena rock and metal band, and this is the harder part, is there another one right now that nope. you're primed? I could not even begin to make a case for anyone else. Nope. Mm. And I'm not saying there aren't unbelievable performers out there. I'm no. not saying that when you don't see some of the bands that we've interviewed on this very show, that they're not engaging. They're not out there going. I mean, I like every time I see Lamb of God, I'm like, Randy is a fucking right. psycho. And not okay? even like objectively, you can say they're better bands. You can yes. say objectively, it's a better band. Oh, the better bands are always going to be in the underground. But Arena Rock is a whole different ballpark. Well, and just like I said with Arena Rock, like you look at U2, for example, okay? And again, their songs are simple. They're simple songs. I think the only way for you to be a giant Arena Rock band is if your songs are simple. The only exception, Metallica. That's it. That's the only exception that I have ever seen to the giant Arena bands. And again, when you think metal music, you could sit there and try and deny it all you want. But they are one of the most important bands to ever play. No, ever. no nobody will deny that. I just feel that. Um, but I mean, they represent the genre, though. They like yeah. the first first band out of people's mouths will always be Metallica. And I'm, I'm, that, all I'm trying to say is, look, I know this is a metal podcast. I know the underground's going to be like, what, dude? No, no, what? no, no. no nobody's going to say that. Everybody agrees with you. What about Metallica's- pig anus or whatever? You know, it's just <laughs> pig anus is bad. Speaking of though, <laughs> pig destroyer. I was just I was just thinking of a different band. Yeah, <laughs> I was coming up with one off the top of my head. Yeah, yeah. Pig destroyer is has announced their first new record. It's called Head Cases coming out six years since Bookburner. We're extremely excited about I that. Love I hope, I hope we Destroyer. get to interview them on the, on the, on some way down the road. But the point is, is that like when a band like that, an underground band like Pig Destroyer takes six years to put out a record, um, do you think that that in any way matters? I think it hurts an underground band more. Mm-hmm. Because then a then a major band yes okay because again when you're a major band you've already you know yeah. again two two or three of those years in between albums are touring it's when you are a major major well, and band. also you have much more content out there for people to consume yes. much more play people to because people need to stay actively participating in their people their fans of lives and music now because of social media and the access we have to people it needs to be constant a constant totally influx. and i also think too when you're an underground band when you are a fan of underground bands then you're going to be a lot more open to hearing other music and then sorry man like Hey, you were yesterday's you you were yesterday's news not that long ago. You know, like right now. I don't think so. I don't, I don't think, think so. Different. I don't think that. But I do think that the criticism of a of a new record is is stronger when it, there's a long longer yes. gap. So like, hey, it's six years since yes. Bookburner. Bookburner. I, I I love everything. Uh, picture story has ever done. But the point is, is that like people are going to be like, all right, this one's got to be amazing because of the gap. You know, That's for whatever a, yeah, reason. Yeah, we've already, so yeah, that, we've that, 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 that I think does always hurt bands. I think like the, the new Demu Borzer record, like a lot of, it's, it's getting mixed reviews back and forth. I think it's getting mixed reviews because it's been eight years right. since the one before. Where the record to me, when I'm listening to it, like I think it's an excellent record. Well, you know, I really it, like it, but I understand why people are like, dude, it took eight years for this. Cause it's, it's just, it's normal, just high expectations. It's just no, the second the expectations yeah. are set super high. And again, Pete is one of the most open-minded guys when it comes to music. Okay. I know Pete, and that's about it when it comes to like having the patience for that kind of, for music, you know, but most of the people though, they're not. So especially when you make them wait that long and it doesn't meet the expectations 
that they have, especially when the other records that they had, they it only took them like, what a year or two to put out new records, right? And you're like, it took you six years to do this one. Like, I well, don't. It understand. took like two or three years between records. I think for for that's them. not bad. But that's no, no. Exactly, but that's, that's the, good, the average. Though. I'd say I think the average is three years. I think for it most needs bands. to be about three years. Yeah. Three years. I think it's different with underground bands though, because so, you're as a as a fan myself of underground, you're much more invested. I don't give a fuck if people don't like the big bands I like, but if I talk to somebody about one of the smaller underground bands I like and they don't like them, it's a much more heated good, conversation. Because you know why? The underground bands are more personal. They're, it's, they're yes. more, and and yeah. on top of that, they're more personable because right. you could go over there and meet them and, and hang out with them, get a beer. I mean, it's like these these these... You know, the underground bands, they are like that. They are with the fans. They're actually in the back of the room watching the other bands before before yeah. or after they're go, getting ready to go There's up. There's a bigger risk for disappointment when you're that invested because mm-hmm. it's like a friend disappointing you. Yeah. Yeah. No, I, I mean, in, in the in the backlash when, when styles change, there's a lot more to consider yeah. when your audience is 50,000 than, you know, five. Exactly. million, exactly. let's just say, you know, so with, with that, man, let's go to a band that has the 50 million. Like <laughs> we talk about Maynard a lot from tool, uh, on the show. Well, he always gives us good news stories. We like it. So this week when he was uh, doing a show with a perfect circle, um, he pretty much asked the other guys, Danny, Adam and Justin to, uh, please finish the parts for the record. I'm going to actually read the quote, what he said on stage. A lot of people recently have been asking Maynard James Keenan, what's with the riot gear? Well, I'll tell you. I'm afraid of bananas and other forms of fruit because eventually you wonderful people are going to run out of fucking patience. So I beg you, Danny, Adam, and Justin, please finish your parts so I can finish mine so I can take off this fucking riot gear. First off, hilarious, funny, good good stage banter, right? No. No. It's fucking <laughs> no. hilarious and funny, dude. Any, here's it's, the thing. He's fucking tattling. It's yeah. like the equivalent of a, t- a guy being like, teacher. Yeah, you're a fucking douche. <laughs> yeah. Take it easy. You know what I mean? Like, for starters, we all know that it didn't, it's the reason why it's taken this long is not because of them, okay? Right. I'm sure it's a group effort. Right. The, it's like it's it's like when you're in high school, okay? And like what we would like to do when we were kids, we would all meet up and play football. It was so easy to get 20 people to to play a game of football or like 15 people to play football or basketball or whatever. But then after that, everybody gets jobs. Everybody gets kids. All of a sudden you can't do that shit now. Now you can barely get four or five people that want to play and then it's like, and then, and then out of the four or five, one of them gets hurt yes, in the first five minutes. And exactly. you're like, sure, we got to call a hammer. And, and guess then, what? That's what happened the last time I played basketball. I, know. I haven't <laughs> played basketball ever since. How would you feel if somebody was standing on the sidelines going like, come on guys, I'm waiting for you to play basketball. Yeah. And the whole time you're playing basketball. Yeah. <laughs> you're and like, bitch, I'm playing. And then dude, and it's like, yeah. And then when it comes to, to funny stage banter or whatever, first off, I'm going to say this out loud. I don't give a shit what anybody thinks. A perfect circle is the most boring, boring band. I have ever seen in my entire life, dude. Mm. I will say I've that. I've seen some boring bands. Holy I don't know about that. shit. It is like Ambien personified. <laughs> <laughs> it's like it's like warm milk and chamomile tea with legs. That's what it is, dude. These guys, like, come on, put some fucking energy into your performance. Jesus. So that's a fair statement, bro. I, I mean, I it's just it's... like, oh, God, dude. Like, I just saw them at Las Rages here yeah. in Las Vegas, yeah. okay? They were the headlining band. And I'm sitting back and I'm watching this band. I'm watching the crowd and they're just waiting for like a moment to have right. like a breakdown or, you know what I mean? Like, 
break it down or whatever. You know, I'm not saying like Degeneration X or whatever. I, I but believe I'm you like, just new metal. Yeah, exactly. Circle a little yeah. Bit there. But I'm just saying that, you know, a breakdown. Yeah, though. we're waiting for that jump the fuck up. Yes. Moment. yes. <laughs> Shut up. Everybody's waiting for the jump the fuck of up moment. You are. And that's the, the fucked up part is those bands are there always bands that are like, come on, guys, let's get a circle started. And you're yes. like, yes, well, we can. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. Like what kind of fuck? What are we going to play? Uh, <laughs> right. We're going to play Red Rover or something like that. Does anyone have a half hacky sack? That's, yeah, the only shit. Circle D- that's what I'm saying. That is exactly what I'm saying. My God. Thank you. Somebody understands me. And uh, w- I mean, but the disconnect between the guys, like, um, you know, the, the guys, the other three guys in the band are, are now doing these music clinics that we talked about before. And they said in one of the music clinics that all the songs are 10 minutes longer plus on the Dumb. record, which I know you don't like, but I mean, a lot of Tool fans, I think, can, Jocelyn, you're not a fan of that, that either. Right? I'm not a fan. I mean, it's such an unpopular opinion, I know, but I feel like making a long song for the sake of a long song is not, it's, I, why, why? It's tedious. And, yeah. And that's what I'm saying. Look, you look at a song like, you I'll know, rewind f- it if I want to listen to it right. again. Well, you look, you look at rewind. a You listen to a song. Like, <laughs> I only listen to cassettes. <laughs> like, okay, you listen to like 46 and 2 by Tool. Okay, that is a perfect song. That is a perfect song. Yeah. Okay. It changes. It's, it's, it's melodic at some parts. It's super hard at others. It is a perfect song. And then. I don't know what the fuck happened. Like, like, and it started in lateralis where it was like, okay, we'll start off really hard. And then all of a sudden we'll just have nonsense for three or four minutes. And then we'll go back to being yeah. hard again. It's like, what are you doing? Well, I was talking about it earlier with you. Like I bought a couple of tool. Albums. You used to be able to buy like album packs from mm-hmm. guitar hero. And I bought a tool one and you're like, there's like points where you're just standing there with a plastic guitar in your hand. Like, all right, I guess it's, I guess it's lunch, but is this a union break? I, I don't think, know what's happening. I think lateralis is flawless. I think on 10,000 Days, there were a couple tracks that, I, I like, I'm I, just I, saying their humor's weird. Like, I remember Rosetta Stone, like, they would open shows with that track, and, and, and it would be uh, an interesting track live. I'd see it. I'm like, all right, I think I'm digging it more than I did on the record, but every time I go back and listen to it, I feel like there's just so much mockery in that song. Right. Like, they're, they're kind of like, we're just going to put lateralis. Out. What was the one after lateralis? 10,000 Days is what I'm talking about. No, I'm thinking of something else. Yeah, there's only four, okay. bro. Okay, <laughs> right. maybe right, maybe right, and maybe I. And then it was, then it was. It just started with the ladder songs. Are You're so allowed to forget because it's 12 years ago. Okay, thank you so much. Thank you, saved me. And you saved songs, my credibility. The songs are so long. You thought there were more albums. <laughs> yeah, no shit. So I mean. Yeah, I mean, I love all their records, but I do feel like what you're saying, I think that was a, in 10,000 Days, I do feel like the, it didn't seem like it seemed like a perfect circle record. Well, That's what it no. felt like. I mean, and I mean, I wonder if that is Maynard's influence on there, because I, I mean, when we listen to if you listen to a Pussifer, Pussifer, however you say the band's <laughs> name, I'm sorry, it's Pussifer, yeah, they don't right? matter. So say like, no, I'll tell you how you pronounce that band. Uh, dog shit. Go. But anyways, <laughs> your opinion is your opinion. That's fine. It's fact. But, but it is it, it is very much more, uh, I think, ambient kind of sound like the, the latest Perfect Circle record. So. Music to do mushrooms too, my friend. Oof, that Pussifer. I'm sorry, man. I can't. Speaking Mm-mm. of a band that doesn't, uh, you know, that, that writes great fucking songs and puts out great records, but uh, just just disappoints fans continuously. The Faceless guys, mm. The Faceless, have announced a summer tour. It is six weeks long. Six weeks in America. Okay, it's they'll be, be here. They'll be here in Vegas. It's going to go August from. 1st. S- it's going to be six weeks down to a three-hour tour. It's going to be like fucking Gilligan's <laughs> Island all over. I'm telling you. Now he has a completely new band lineup. They haven't been announced, but there's rumors of who's in there. He did do one performance with them, but these dudes are probably all pumped to be like, let's let's go this. And obviously, I'm talking about Michael Keane, the mastermind. Um, so I think that I'm going to go on a record and say that the the, the tour is going to happen. 
but it's really going to be like a Scott Weiland situation with Stone Toe Pilots. Like you're going to have some great nights, and you're going to have some nights where it's it's, it's you know probably well, this, probably want to refund. This yeah. cavalier changing of lineups and bands is weird to me because I get so invested in the band members, mm-hmm. and it's, it's as a fan, I'm like, I, well, you can't take my people away. Like, then, what's, then you're not a fan of the Faceless because there's no investment in the well, band that's members. That's what I like mean. You're, not, at this you're, point. Yeah, you're <laughs> not a fan of Ghost either. I, Fucking I, Tobias fired everybody. Both things, I will go on the record saying, yes, I am not a fan yeah. of either of those things. That's fine, but like with ghosts, though, they're wearing masks. Right. So it's not as much. Right. right. With the faceless, the drama behind the band, it, all the press is negative. It's it's so weird with bands like Faceless or even like Knock Mystium, who I'm a huge fan of. All the press is negative because, you know, the leaders of the band, you know, have their issues and all that stuff. But the music, it's like nobody will say anything bad about. Well, that's why. Because their music is awesome. Well, that's why more songwriters need heroin. I'm just oh, saying Jesus. it's it's proof. No, I'm joking. <laughs> the proof is proof. in the sleepy pudding. <laughs> it's not proof. Look, have you ever nodded out and drooled all over yourself for three hours? While on stage with a guitar in your hand? <laughs> why, why Sounds are, like a good career move. Grab a pen, bitch. Put it to paper. <laughs> Let's do this, you know? Something about your bitch command was a little intense. Yeah. I'm sorry. I was, I was, I'm just reaching out to the youth. And that's another thing, too, with the faceless. Like, I, I think that's you, when Marilyn Manson showed you his asshole. I think bitch was in his mind. Just yeah, how like you said He's it. like, <laughs> exactly. I'm, gonna, I'm waiting for some skinny, emaciated kid. <laughs> oh, there he is. Boop. Right there. He just turns bitch. around. <laughs> exactly. The, the rock star yeah. moment has happened. He basically grabbed his butt cheeks like Ace Ventura. And he's like, bitch. You know what I mean? Just, <laughs> just like that, you know. But, uh, but, you know, and here's the thing with the. Uh, Why do I picture Marilyn Manson? His butthole with eyeliner on. It. Yeah, you know it. You That's know how it. I picture it. Yep. I'm so sorry. We went back to that joke. Yeah, that is. callback shouldn't have happened. Yep. I exactly. Apologize. Well, you have the power to edit it out, but don't do it. We're I'm not gonna. We're no. artists. Now, uh, but with the uh, with the with the faceless though, like what do, what are the odds that the, he actually gets somebody his age to tour with him when they know? The history of that band. Right. It's got to be like young, hungry, 20-something stupid. You know what I mean? Like they don't know anything. They just want to get out on the road and show everybody their chops. He's got to, it, it can't be, it can't be experienced musicians. It can't. It's like those mid-century kings that kept killing their king's guard and then like couldn't get new soldiers. Yeah. They're like, I know my death is inevitable if I join <laughs> yeah. this. Yeah. Like, <laughs> I mean, is that a good question? No, it's a great question, but I mean, um, I, and the answer is you're probably right. You know, yeah. you're probably right. You're going to get people that are hungry. I mean, the faceless, like you can sell that to someone who wants Absolutely. to be in a band because they are an amazing band. I mean, I don't think people, I think very few Dude, people. Dude, are you kidding me, man? When I first started out in stand-up comedy, I would have opened for Jeff, Jeff Dunham in a fucking second. <laughs> Put me out there. I don't care. Just give me a crowd. And guess what? It's been about 15 years since I started. I want to open for Jeff Dunham right now. You know what I, mean? I, like, op- I would have opened for a grand opening of a frozen yogurt shop. <laughs> no I don't shit. give a shit. <laughs> of course they're going to join. I'll open for the Blutes Banana Stand. <laughs> so as, as, a, as just let's, let's take bets on this tour. Six weeks. Starts Jan- uh, June... 26. So, I mean, we probably will have to talk well, about it again. I have to know. Uh, it just all depends. Mm-hmm. Like, are, how old are these band members? How yeah. experienced oh, are these yet. band members? So, I, They're I, experienced, but we don't know. Well, I, I know they've practiced was. a bunch. Of, I know they practiced a bunch in their no, mom's I mean, house. I get that. But. They're supposed to be from other... 
bands that we've uh, heard. But like I said, they haven't announced them yet, so I don't really want to, you know. To my knowledge, it's former members of like the Kennedy Veal, Painted in Exile, uh, like Rose Funeral, like not, not you know, just bands. Pig Anus. Nope, nope. That's not a band, dude. No, we nope. need to make it. Let's one. start it right now. <laughs> I can Google it. Maybe it is. <laughs> it probably uh, is. I highly doubt. Don't Google that. You'll <laughs> regret it. Dude, I, you know what? <laughs> Thank you, Jocelyn, for saving me. <laughs> I watch a lot of porn. I know. Exactly. I know how bad it can be. <laughs> okay, so. This May, Swedish death metalers Leak will release their new album, Carnage, via Metal Blade Records, featuring members of Catatonia, Bloodbath, who we're talking to today, and Witchery. Carnage delivers more of what fans received on their 2015 debut, Mass Funeral Evocation. It's an album where you can expect everything from slow and bone-crushing songs to fast and furious riffs. Guys, make sure you purchase Carnage now at metalblade.com slash leak. Once again, metalblade.com dot com slash l-i-k all right guys and with that let's jump into my interview with old nick from bloodbath hey everybody hey it's uh it's better with the metal sucks uh podcast on the phone i got old nick from bloodbath um so uh bloodbath is coming out here to north america you guys are going to do i believe seven dates just about a week uh kind of around the, the maryland uh death fest um is this your first trip out here uh to north america with bloodbath uh, no, we did the uh, the Maryland Death Fest uh, a couple of years ago, actually. With uh, that's the only time uh, Bloodbath have been to America. I think was uh, yeah, it was a Maryland Death Fest. I think it was a uh, maybe the 2016. That's the only time uh, yeah Bloodbath have been to the states as as far as I'm I can I'm aware. So it's it's kind of a big deal. Like, and then last time, did you guys do a couple dates as well, similar to this? Do you or, or is it? No, we didn't. No, we just flew in for that and then flew back out again. So. But uh, we're doing some real zigzagging around the, the country, actually. We're kind of flying, uh, like, from L.A. to over to Maryland and back over to Vancouver again. So it's kind of, there's a lot of zigzagging going on, that's for sure. I did so. I did see that, because you guys are going from Los Angeles on the 23rd, May 23rd, everybody. If, if you're in L.A., you got to get out there. And then, yeah, you're flying over the 24th. It says you're going to Vancouver. So, I don't, yeah, it's going to be a, it's gonna be kind yeah, of... Yeah, there's a, a lot. Funness. Yeah, there's a lot of re- lot of uh, t- red eyes. I would imagine. <laughs> but anyway, but that's gonna be that's the fans. Everybody that's listening right now is, is they've got to make it a priority to make sure you guys catch these seven shows that you guys are doing out here. Um, and then, um, I mean, for the Maryland Death Fest, obviously everything went awesome in 2016. They invited you guys back, and um, you know, so explain that experience. Just if never, nobody's ever attended that festival before. Um, what is that experience like? Uh, it's, I think it's just a very, uh, it's just a very, uh, you know, everyone that attends, they're very, very big fans of the underground scene. And I do think uh, that that's a really good kind of nice atmosphere. And I think everyone there is, is very enthusiastic about the bands that they got to see. And, um, you know, it's a very uh, specific festival for people that are in a very specific type of music. And I think everyone there appreciates that and uh, everyone gets along and, and there's, I mean, they've, they've, I think they stopped doing the outdoor version this year. I think it's all in the Rams Head Live, which is the indoor part of the the, the festival. I think everything's inside now. Uh, but before we kind of played outside near the, the motorway hangover thing. But uh, I think it's all inside now at the Rams Head Live. So, so yeah, it's all in one place, I guess, this year. But no, it's it's a nice, it's kind of like, a, yeah, it's just fun to do. I mean, I've done it with P, uh, PL as well as, mm. as Bloodbuff, so I've done it twice now, and I, I really enjoy it. It's, it's a nice couple of days, you know. And um, when we're talking about like like Bloodpath, this is a side project for all the guys. Um, but when you when you have a side project, um, there there's 
limitations on time because everyone's busy doing their main gigs. Like we're talking about you, you doing PL Paradise Lost, and then the other guys are you know in Catonia, and then um, Axes and Opeth. So you got yeah. three different main main gigs. So how much effort does it take to, to just hold Bloodbath together? Well, I mean, it works quite well because we we can sort of weave it in between everything else. But uh, I mean. You know, we do we do tour two two bands, and it seems like there's a hell of a lot of things to need sorting out and uh, logistics. With, I mean, I don't know how people can do more than two bands. You know, I've got friends who do like four bands. So I just don't know how they could do that because it's it's uh yeah it's 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 you know the organisation's way more than I ever thought it would be like, uh, and especially if you're travelling outside, you know, of your the countries you live in, etc. So. But, uh, but yeah, no, it's, I mean, it works okay. We just sort of weave it around and, you know, it's, uh, so we've done it, I think it's three years now. It's gone so fast. I can't believe how fast it's gone. But, uh, yeah, you just, you know, you make it work and just get the timeline sorted. So everyone both do, can, can do both bands. You know? I always wonder about that. Like when you do like a side band, like your main gig is, is to me, it's like, it's work. It's the day job. It's what you're most passionate about. And then a side project, this is just me talking. I don't know. Is going to be like, mm-hmm. let me do something fun. Let me do something you know, that doesn't give me the same amount of stress, but that's not the case, is it? Uh, it starts out like that, but then if you, you know, if, if you want to do more of it, the, the more you do, the more it turns into kind of like a, the work mode. But I mean, you, you could say that about anything, you know, if you collect model trains, you know, you, you keep doing it and, and if you probably start feeling like work after a while, you know, I mean, yeah. it's like, it's like anything, you know, uh, you know, if you do it occasionally, then it can be more, but yeah, uh, but yeah, I mean, we still, we still don't do, you know, that much that many shows with blah blah i mean this is the first time we've ever done a tour you know we we usually just fly out to europe do a show or maybe a couple of shows and then we fly home and then maybe the next couple of weeks we'll do something else but we've never actually done a, a tour this is the first tour we've actually ever done you know so death metal you know um especially like like when bloodbath was formed uh i know that you joined in about 2012 or was it later it was like 2012 13 uh, 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 well i mean it's, i think it's just over three years so it's uh Will it be it'll be around thirteen, fourteen? I yeah. guess, yeah, something like that. <laughs> so and and um, but it was just kind of uh, formed as like an ode, kind of like to the classic death metal of the Florida scene, and 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 uh, you know some of the bands in Sweden, and um, yeah. So which one of the, uh, of the classic death metal bands in the Florida scene were was your favorite band? Um, I mean, I, I'm a couple of years older than the rest of the guys. So, yeah. I mean, and even though, even though it's like four years when you're young, when you're a kid, it's like a different generation almost in music. So I, I was kind of, you know, a lot, a lot of the guys, they're like, uh, some of the newer, I say newer, they're not new, they're ancient, but to me, they're a little, <laughs> you know, I, I was sort of into the first sort of wave of, of the, you know, bands like, I think it was probably the, the death I was a big fan of and, mm. uh, and the original obituary stuff and, uh. But uh, I'm trying to think. I mean, it was pretty much the sort of first. But I mean, we, we all seem to like, you know, Nihilist and and t- I mean, I was at Nihilist, the Swedish, obviously Swedish band. But but yeah, I mean, we do like. Uh, but uh, they kind of like a lot of bands that came along a little bit late. And when I say later, I mean they came along about 1990, which is not late at all. But to me, it was a little bit later, you know. So mm-hmm. yeah. uh, I think I used to like Death when they used to be called Madness as well. Uh, so that that's even before, you know. So. Yeah. Yeah, no, Death is, uh, I mean, one of the greatest bands of all time. I, I mean, I can't, that's, that's, that's my favorite death metal band, I think, of all time, I would assume. But, um, just because every time I go back, I just, I feel like I hear something 
more present, even though it's like just older records, you know. So yeah, they're still good. I mean, yeah, I mean, I, I, mean, I used to like Massacre as well. That was the other mm. one. I was a fan of Massacre as well. Yeah, man. Uh, but it's funny, like I say, you you can be like two years old and someone, and you have a different experience of the music that was around because things change so so fast. You know, but uh, I mean, like Die Side. Die Side seems like quite a new band to me. You know, even though they're they're ancient, but at the time, <laughs> you know, they kind of came along just as I was starting to get into other things. You know, so uh, I was never really into Die Side. You know, purely because my musical taste had slightly moved on a little bit, even though it was still very early. I guess. And they were just two years, like you just you just mentioned the two year gap. They were pretty much two years behind, like uh, the bands we, that we were mentioning. It was it's really close, like that. Yeah, it was, but yeah, it was, I mean that's that's what I mean. But I mean, two years when you're a teenager, kind of things move on, move pretty fast when you're a kid you know i guess so you know your music taste can change quite rapidly and uh so yeah, yeah completely agree with you on that completely so and a lot of the a lot of the the thing that drew me into to death metal and, and just the genre and the scene is horror films um yeah a lot of i mean death metal in a lot of ways is it's it's kind of a yin and yang when it comes to horror movies so i wanted to talk about horror movies with you for a second here so um what like and you're a fan of horror movies i'm assuming yeah, I love horror movies. Love them, right? Massive. So, yeah. um, what ingredients um, do you think are necessary? Like, if we were talking about, like, me and you were going to put a script together about a horror movie, what ingredients are like, we need this, this, and this to make a horror movie? I mean, I'd say you need a repetitive tune that's incredibly haunting that just keeps coming back, you know? Mm. So, if you know something's going to happen, you can play the music before it even happens, so you know that things... I think music is very underestimated in horror films i think it's such an important integral part of it i mean the omen would not be the omen without the music it just wouldn't you know what i mean i, th- I think i think a lot of time so, i mean a lot of horror films a lot of modern modern horror films they do get it and you can tell that the director's a big fan of the genre but i do think sometimes the music is overlooked a little bit and I th- like i said repetitive tune or even like a simple kind of scary piano tune if it keeps repeating it's going to make you think oh is something going to happen here and I, I do think uh it's as important as the visuals you know i think yeah that's a great point and with the omen i, I believe that was you know morricone did he do that one i thought he did that soundtrack i'm not sure but... uh it was yeah uh, it was uh was it john williams maybe i can't, I can't, I can't remember can't. yeah we're, we're... <laughs> so... it was one of the big guys that it? it was one of the big the bigger uh, music musicians did it I yes man and uh with that so that's a great point that the, the music is so important in that so you think that kind of trumps like i guess with with the horror films in the last like 20 years like they had more of the torture more of the gore kind of stuff but that stuff never really appealed to me because i felt it was easy you know for the shock yeah value of it. i saw i mean i, I like I, i've got room for that i've got room for a sort of every genre as long as it's done really well i mean um i mean i watched one the other day uh, the other week called hounds of love which is i mean they call it torture porn or whatever i don't know what yeah. they call it now but i mean and it's a very very unsettling and it's not really even a horror film in that respect it's just a very very unsettling film to watch and it's really uncomfortable and after you've watched it you you wonder why you even bothered watching it but at the same time it's done incredibly well you know it's very well done and it makes you really think about it after it lives with you after as well which is which is kind of a mark of a good film i guess but at the same time it is disturbing to watch it but i mean you know horror is like anything it's subjective you know what what how far is too far you know i mean but if it's well done you know you got to take your hats off to that i guess i think you i think you nailed it yeah if it's well done there, there's there's a way i guess to just uh beat it down on you but that's also i think uh you know appealing to some you know to have that that torture get to a point where like i have to i can't i gotta close my eyes i can't watch this like that's also yeah part of part of the genre um and yeah, I, think, I think i think the big step which is when it's prolonged if someone's getting 
being stabbed or something you know you you don't usually it's usually a quick thing but i think if they prolong the the, the agony of and it goes on and on then then it changes the genre almost you know uh, that's when it becomes like oh people start saying okay this is too much you know when someone's just kind of screaming relentlessly but in most horror films the, the kind of killing scenes are quite quick you know if you think about it i mean it doesn't drag on and on yes like it probably like it probably would do in real life you know <laughs> it doesn't you know, it's, it never really leaves Hollywood that far, I don't think, you know, in most horror films. I agree. And, and that's, the, that's the exciting part is the build-up before are they going to live or are they going to die? Are they going to make it out? And then the end would be, like you said, the death scene. But, like, when they're tortured, yeah. it is a little different. But, again, man, like you said, the, the genre is it's, it's, it's evolving like everything like that. So which, which horror film do you feel you've probably watched the most in your entire life? It probably is uh, probably The Omen, I guess. Or, yeah, yeah the... Um I mean, The Exorcist is always good to go back to. I mean, they're always, you know, it's like a my my kids watch The Exorcist. All right, they're a bit older, but my kids watch The Exorcist, and they didn't get it at all. I guess so. It didn't really transcend the the boundaries, the generation gap. But uh, I still think it really stands up, you know. And, and of course, the music as well. Yeah, I, say, I think the seventies horror films have definitely they've really got the music, uh, you know, the Carpenter stuff as well. Uh, which I think is lacking a little bit in modern films, but I guess yeah, maybe maybe The Omen's the one I've seen them. I mean, if it's on TV, I always watch it. I will never turn it off. So I just you know I will always kind of. But uh, yeah, I guess The Omen. I suppose. Yeah, nice, off the top man. of my head. Yeah, yeah. there's a lot of there, in the, like you said with a lot of seventies uh, the horror films like the Hammer films and stuff like that they were going out uh, they were being yeah. made at the time. A lot of those films, um, they. They, you can see that they were experimenting to make the genre change, and then people went back and, and you know, whatever mistakes they made, yeah, yeah. They, they actually oh, yeah. learned from them. So, um, I think the extra holds up fantastically. So, that's that's crazy. I gotta rewatch yeah. it, but yeah. Uh, yeah, but I mean, yeah, I mean, also like Evil Dead, though, because the Evil mm. Dead brought that kind of changed the, the face of horror films, I guess. I mean, that changed, you know, the, the, the kind of over the top horror, which was not really around before that that i can i can recall so i i guess you know that's another film i think that the second evil dead film is fantastic the first one's okay but it's a bit comedy but i think the second one they they kind of remade the first really yeah and they've done it i think, I think it's a great job you know i think it's a really good that's another film i can watch again and again it's, i think it's a really good film yeah uh, that that evil dead universe is uh like you said i think it, it probably it i tie that most to, to the death metal scene because I mean death wrote the song Evil Dead I mean DSI like we were yeah. talking about they had Dead by Dawn there's a lot of bands that wrote songs specifically just about those movies and yeah. um, and it's I, got a car- it's got a cartoon element to it as well you know I mean that's something else you know the kind of graphic cartoon you know that's that's something else you can tap into it's kind of there's a little bit of playfulness with it even though it's horror it's still quite you know you can have fun with it as well you know it's not super serious you know it's uh, you know obviously it's- but. Yeah, and that's I think that's kind of necessary with uh even with the to be a fan of death metal is like you have to be like like a, a little tongue in cheek. Yeah, uh, yeah, when, when totally. Listening yeah. listening to the lyrics and and there's a certain mind that gets it and then when people take things literally it uh it it's hard to explain. And that's always it's, yeah. that's, that's always a yeah, battle like, for me. Yeah, it's like taking yourself too seriously, you know. I mean you, you I mean yeah, like you say you can still laugh at you know when the lyrics are super really gory i I'd actually find i like that but i also find it amusing as well like you say it's this there is humor in it uh you know we, we do actually have quite good fun writing lyrics and we laugh about the over the top lyrics and yeah, yeah i mean but you know that's part of the that part of the fun as well I, I guess but like you say if people don't get it they just don't get it so you can't explain it you know it's, yeah. it takes time to like you know no like for me it took time for me to be like no no check it out and see it from my viewpoint where i'm like no no they don't have to as long as i enjoy it 
and then yeah, you know well, people so. are out there making it then then we're in a good place because i would actually yeah force evil dead on people no you have to watch this you're gonna love it and then they would look <laughs> at it like uh, it's you know not a, just bad and then that hurt it for me a little bit you know because it, yeah, yeah. it, it's like a representation of you it's, it's one of those things so i learned not to share <laughs> yeah 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 you know, yeah there's a yeah there's a certain element of that for sure i mean but i mean like i say with, with people that it's so it's so kind of well done i think most people have probably seen most males uh, around probably 40 have probably seen that film at some point i would imagine you know but. exactly yeah and so when you're talking about the lyrics you know for the bloodbath record so when you guys do write lyrics you guys do it as a collective or is it no we saw i mean uh, we'd, we'd sort of do it do do our own lyrics to to, to, uh, to which song? I mean, I've, I think I've done maybe two or three on this on this new album that we've, we've, we've been recording. Um, so yeah, yeah. But uh, but I always love to read the other guys' lyrics, you know, because there's some there's some really over the top stuff. It's always quite it's always fun to read it, you know. Yeah, uh, yeah. I love I love that the, all the, the gore stuff is great. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Have you ever read a, uh, one of the one of the other guys' lyrics and be like, all right, this is too much. This is too far. No, but uh, there's, there's there's lots of lines that I really love. You know, uh, some of the lines, some of the, on the other, some of the older bluebass stuff, some of the lyrics are great. You know, that I always kind of a lot of fun, kind of reeling them off when we're out drinking or whatever. You know, it's it's, yeah. it's good. <laughs> that's dude, that's excellent. So when you write like the lyrical thing for Bloodbath, let's just say from your approach, do you not do the gore? Or do you do more of the brutal side? No, I try to go for the go, but I'm not. I'm not that. I'm not that good at it. I mean, I, but I, I want to do the go because I always like. I quite. I kind of find it amusing. But it, it's. Uh, I'm not that good at it. I must admit because I'm not from that kind of stable. Yeah. So, so it's, it's maybe something that you'd probably have to do when you're a teenager, and then elaborate on it over the years. You know, like like, like someone like Jeff Walker might do, for example. But uh, no, I'm not from that. That that. Yeah. It's always. I, I were. I need to work on my goal lyrics, but I do. I do uh, tap into it a little bit, but. I'd kind of like to do more of it, really, but uh, yeah, we'll see. But. That's, that's that's a great line. You're just like I have to work on my gore lyrics. <laughs> it's more, it's more kind of, uh, yeah, yeah. It's, it's it's always I was thinking, oh, I've got to kind of rhyme gore, rhyme words with other words, and but make sure they're as gory as possible and all this kind of thing. But uh, yeah, it's but I mean, it's it's uh, it's fun. But ultimately, they they got to work in the song, you know. So everything's got to rhyme, etc. So yeah. Uh, yeah, but anyway, it's a craft. I mean, everything is like like you can't just get it. You know, it's going to take time, and, I, and that's it's just funny to think about that. Like, I, I feel like if I can write any lyrics, and like I, obviously I've never written lyrics or anything like that. I feel like if I, I can, I can totally just write lyrics like gore lyrics, probably easy. And then I'll probably write my first set of lyrics. It'll be like the worst poem ever. You know, <laughs> yeah, it's just yeah. I said so the. Uh sort of making them extreme as possible without it being bad taste you know that's that's another challenge because you don't want to kind of piss everybody off yeah you know it's okay pissing people off but you don't piss everybody off yeah. so it's, it's like you're gonna make them just kind of well i mean how tasteful can go be i mean i don't it's like i don't know it's but, uh, yeah it's, it's anyway. scary to be edgy these days because it, it could there could be a backlash in a way oh yeah it's terrifying to say anything about anything or have an mm. opinion on anything it's a it's a regular it's a constant uh, you know niggle i mean it's like on uh on, on my twitter feed i tend to, to not have an opinion on anything uh i just blurt out a load of rubbish and then people say what they want but having a you know having a massive opinion as soon as you have an opinion you're kind of in a corner you know then you have to justify what you what you're saying and then it's like oh you know, you're talking about something probably way more than you wanted to do in the first place, you know. And then, yeah, anything you say, especially in that kind of format, like I think in texting or writing, it can be twisted really easy. And then it's in print. And then, 
you have to double down oh, yeah. in a way. So it's oh, that's it. I mean, you talk to you know, you say passive comments to people you meet in the street, or if you're out, and that people forget about it. But once it's in print, you know, it's, people keep going back to it. You know, that's why this. There's such a huge amount of trolling and things that goes on, I think, purely because people just keep going back to what people have read. You know, even if you say it kind of off the cuff, you don't really think about it when you say it. Um, yeah, you've got to be really on it, you know. And just avoid the internet if you've been drinking, I think. You know, that's probably the best bet. Dude, that, that, that should be like a bumper sticker. Avoid the internet if you've been drinking. Like, because that's yeah. that's a fact. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's the same way. I mean, Twitter is... A, I mean, I, I've gone there quite a lot, and but I do go and I've been drinking as well, which kind of pisses me off because the first thing you do when you get up in the morning, you're like, oh fuck, I've been on Twitter, and you're checking your phone to see what you've said, and it's never usually that bad. But yeah, <laughs> <laughs> that's good. It's because if you were like twenty year old, you would probably say something really bad, though. See, that's oh, like, I, like you're you, you're you, you're past that age where you're oh, not going to yeah, throw it oh, out. Oh yeah, there. you got it. Well, yeah, you've got, you, you know, you've you got the, the, the power of, you know, you can think about consequence when, you, when you're a bit older. Yeah. Younger, you don't oh, that, that's the problem, you know. <laughs> and that does, and that, it, and that breaks my heart about, like, not having the opinions. Because, I, I mean, we, we all grew up differently. We all have different experiences. Um, we all say things. I'm going to just say, we all say ignorant things, you know, on occasion. Yeah, you know? of course, yeah. And we learn when people correct us. So it's like, it's, but to be vilified for saying something that like people don't agree with, then you're scared to even say anything. So how do you learn? How do you get corrected? How does someone show you the other way? When it's because if you approach anybody with anger, right, you're they're just gonna you're gonna be defensive. That's kind of yeah, a, yeah. a nature thing. Yeah, it's I mean, it's, it's strange. It's not my my kids, but I mean, my kids are adult. Pretty well, you know, they're 21 and 17, so they're pretty much you know, my youngest is almost adult now. So, but they've grown up. They've always had the internet. They've always had social media. They don't know what it's like to not have it. And uh, it's a strange, you know, that their world is through their phones. You know, that's all they that's all they do, and they're just constantly being analyzed and scrutinized for everything they say or do and how they look. And it's it's pretty fucking horrible, really. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's just, I mean, I'm so glad. I mean, I, I say to them, you know, before the internet was much a much better world, you know. Uh, it's better off just not knowing things, you know. You don't need to know about everything, you know. And uh, and it's nice for you to find out about things, you know. You discover it by, you know. But, they, I mean, by the time I'd finished telling them that, they'd already fucked off in the other room anyway because they, they're not interested. You know? Yeah, because ADD, they're, yeah, they're gone. <laughs> That's yeah, funny, I just yeah. Com- completely short attention span. The attention span is appalling, you know. It's just... It's just yeah, it's just everything's completely disposable now. It's kind of kind of sad, but then I'm you know I'm getting I'm getting pretty old. So no, it's it's <laughs> sad, but I, I I do believe, and I talk about this a lot on the show. I do believe that this is we have to go through this wave, and then the next generation will probably have kind of like a happy medium where it's going to be like like I think this first wave where you know there's going to be a lot of a lot of depression, a lot of things because we don't know exactly how to handle you know this powerful computer in our hands. So it's like we're almost like the the I, w- I want to say the guinea pigs for the, yeah, oh, the yeah. trial and oh, error for this. Um, oh, for sure. Yeah, yeah, there's, yeah, absolutely. Because no one knows the, the outcome of it. Yeah, like you say, it's, uh, you know, it's never happened before, this kind of, you know, information, this technology in, in our, at our fingertips. And yeah, it's interesting to see how things will, you know, pad out over the, the next decade, you know. But you nail it when you said, like, because, like, when we say you're in school, so you're in high school and you're getting bullied and, and, you know, then you get away. And I think I've said this on the show before, but you get away, you get home, you're like, I'm in my safe place. You know, nobody can bully me. I can put on my records. I can watch what I want to do. Now they can because you have a Facebook and you have a Twitter. So yeah, they yeah. Can, you can't even escape like like yeah it's in it's those horrible. Yeah, it's, in those years yeah. yeah man so and you know kids are gonna they think it's funny they think it's cool to 
you know, be an alpha on, you know, it's just, it's just kind of a, a nature thing. Cause we see it in entertainment. We see it in movies where it's like, you know, they don't think it's bullying. They think they're just playing around, but like in actuality, yeah. you know, but I mean also like, you know, on, online, they have like online personalities and then they have actual, but I mean, you know, you oh, meet people true. that are very, yeah. Yeah, very loud online. And then when you meet them, they're like quite as might as mice, you know, I, I it's, it's that's a strange thing as well i mean i'm exactly the same online as i am offline i don't you know i talk this but yeah there's you know a lot of people so verbal online and then you meet them they, they just haven't got anything to say it's, it's such a strange thing you know yeah but, you know. that that's the same thing that's like a trial and error thing and to me i mean that's gonna i mean that's just gonna lead to some sort of like i don't want to say depression but it's gonna lead to some sort of just you know social anxiety because you are this loud strong person you know, online and then in person, you are this weak, you know, yeah, it's kind of like, make you an- yeah, it's going to make sit- you analyze, a- analyze yourself, analyze yourself as well. I mean, you're going to really think about, you know, it's like, why can't I be as loud when I'm looking, talking to somebody, you know? Yeah. I mean, why are you even thinking you shouldn't be having those thoughts? You know what I mean? It's, it's madness. It, but anyway, it is, man. But yeah, it's, it's just a, a, yeah, I totally think so. And then, yeah, you're, so you're, if you're loud and you're strong online, you're going to stay online. You're not going to leave the house because it's going to be like a comfort no, zone. And then, and then what? Yeah. Oof, we can do this all day. Yeah. That, yeah, exactly. <laughs> we, yeah. we got to write a death metal song about that guy. <laughs> you <know>? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he spoke to I'm me. I'm sure he would have. He would have a lot to say about it when he when he was when he heard it. Though he would never be off the computer criticizing it. I guess. <laughs> <laughs> Very true. And then in person, you'd be like, yeah, "It was pretty good." <laughs> that's like yeah, the, exactly. that's like the worst criticism you'll get in person. It was pretty good. They're saying they don't love it, but it was pretty good. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Anyway, I've met a few of those, a few of those t- type of guys for sure. Yeah. Yeah, and I do. That's the thing is that like in person, like when when people say stuff to me online, like anytime I've met people in person, and and it's it's the total different. It's it's just like because they see me and it's like, hey, I'm smiling, I'm in a good mood. Like, dude, I'm just part of the the scene. I'm just a, I'm a speck on the earth. I don't matter, you know. But like, <laughs> I like to to be cool with everybody, you know. But, um, yeah. yeah, and then when they come and they're like, oh, why be mean to this guy? This guy, you know, there's there's no reason for it. Yet online, it's like there's this venom and this made-up oh, yeah, world yeah. where it's like, I'm going to attack. It's <laughs> trial and error, man. Oh, yeah. It's going to be it's gonna be interesting, like the next generation after the current one, how uh, how they kind of transla- transcend. And I really think it's, it's kind of gone in extremes. Like our generation was like kind of a hard nose, like, all right, you got to work for yourself fight for everything you and all that stuff. Then the next generation yeah. they call snowflakes. So I think the one after that is going to be like a little bit of both and it's going to be better. It's going to be like a better yeah. world and a better place. So, um, well, yeah, yeah, we, we can, yeah, it's very optimistic. Yes, yes. I, I yes, let's do that. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think you agreed, but you felt like it was a good idea. <laughs> I can't even, I can't even think, I can't even think that far ahead to be honest. I'm just, I'm lucky if I get through the week to be honest. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> man. Yeah. One more week before you're out here in LA, dude. So you're, you're going to be, uh, or I'm in Las Vegas, but I'm going to the LA show. That's, that's, the, okay. that's why I say in LA. I'm not an LA guy. So right. there's, yeah, a, no, it's, uh, well, I'm going to be kind of rehearsing after this. Actually, I'm going to start rehearsing now. But yeah, it's uh, no, I'm really looking forward. I just wish we had more time in America. Actually, it's a sh- it's uh, it would have been nice to have a couple of days in between just to you know peruse and just you know because I, I mean I love coming to the states. I love I love coming over there. You know, I like to get there over there as much as possible. Uh, but when you're playing every day, obviously you're committed to to playing every day, so you don't have much time, free time, as it were. So uh, yeah, but it's. Uh, 
but yeah, no, I was definitely looking forward to it. Like that's the one thing about like being in a band that I when I talk to you guys, I'm like, dude, I would want to like just travel and then spend days off in every awesome major place. And and guys are like, no, it's not like that, you know. We gotta, <laughs> we gotta... Uh, uh, it's not. I mean, it, it, I mean, years ago it, it did used to be more like that, but it was yeah. you know the budgets are very tight now, and it's the same with every band that's coming through. You know, the budgets are tight. Uh, you got to you, you know you play most most days. Uh, there used to be a lot more time in between. I remember years and years ago, you know, we, we used to go on trips to places and we'd have a little bit of a holiday you know we turn it a bit of a vacation do a couple of shows but now definitely you know as soon as the 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 airplane wheels hit the floor it's not long before you're taking off again you know (laughs) you're just in and out you know and it's uh this trip is uh, definitely no exception to that yeah but uh (laughs) But you know, you get used to it. So it's a right. It's such a fast pace. You know, you just as soon as you set off, you just don't stop for like a week. So much is done in a week. It's it's incredible the amount of uh, the the amount of travel you just do within a week is mad. You know, but um, particularly on this. But we'll we'll see how it goes. But anyway. Oh, it's gonna go great, man. I I, I think it's gonna be fantastic. I, I I personally, I look at the venues you guys do. You're doing Montreal, Toronto, New York, Boston, Maryland, Death Fest, Vancouver. Lots. Those are all just gonna be amazing shows. Every one of those. So yeah. it's, it's gonna be cool, man. Yeah, no, there is. They're, they're, they're definitely good cities to play for sure. You know, I'm, I've done, you know, the, all those in the past, various, you know, with PL and so on. Yeah, yeah, they are, you know, some, some of the good cities to play. So looking forward to that aspect of it, yeah. So what is the what is the biggest difference between, uh, you know, the Paradise Lost audience and a Bloodbath one? Well, I'd say, I mean, I'd say the PL, in America, it's hard to tell. We'll see. But I would say, I think Death Metal, um, I, I would say it attracts a lot more, perhaps a bit of a younger element as well. Mm. Uh, PL's crowd tends to be about five or six years younger than what we are, you know. Uh, so, uh, they, but we do get young. There's a younger element as well. It's, but it's usually the kids of the people that that was kind of into us the first time. So, uh, but I think I think death metal and I think death metal in America it definitely attracts a younger audience than perhaps it does in Europe. I mean, it's, it's obviously there's still fans of it, and but a lot of the, the death metal fans, from my experience in England, tend to be a bit to be a bit older. You know, more like my kind of age. Maybe a bit younger, but uh, so uh, but uh, yeah, I think there's a lot, a lot more of a youthful uh, attraction in America for death metal. I mean, just you know, based on what I've seen, and I see young guys walk around in kind of old school metal shirts and stuff. You don't see that too much in Europe. No, I, I agree with you, man. If I go to a thrash concert, like you know, if it's like Anthrax or Testament or whatever, I, or Slayer, even I, I'm, I can roll in the mosh pit, dude, no problems. I remember going yeah. to the last Cannibal Corpse show I went. No, those kids kicked my ass, man. I, I ain't even playing with them. <laughs> so <laughs> yeah, I think yeah. you nailed it. Yeah. So. Yeah. It's, it's. I mean. It's, yeah. It's. I mean. It's still. You know. It's. It's still. Uh, but. I th- but. Uh, you know. There's young people. Of course, young people like it. But it's, I think it's on a much greater state scale in, in the states. You know, the, the the kind of old school death metal thing. Oh, sure. You know, definitely, man. So you did mention. Uh, last question before I get you off the phone. You did mention that you guys are working on a new Bloodbath record. Is that something that you guys are planning on putting out this year? Can we talk about that? Uh, I think, yeah. We, I mean, we haven't finished. Rec- I mean, it's been it's been re- such a slow recording. It's been kind of recorded in bits and pieces. Uh, I mean, I've done all my parts, uh, but I think we're waiting for guitars. I think it's uh, they might be on about doing it in like a, the October, maybe around then release. I think, but I don't. You know, don't quote me on that. But, uh, I think it's, but I mean, it's still it's still kind of being recorded. It's very kind of slow process. But uh, yeah, we're getting there. I mean, it's, it's a great album. I'm really, you know, the materials quite. It's a lot different to the last album, I think. And uh, yeah, there's a lot of uh, people who are going to be enjoying trolling about it for sure so i look forward to reading the forum you know the, the facebook page <laughs> interesting yeah grand morbid funeral was excellent i think it seemed like it was universally really really loved you know but i mean everything from bloodbath 
always has been. I mean, I can't remember one time that you guys kind of didn't get that like just acclaim in a way, you know, from the death metal fans. So you feel this one's going to be a little more polarizing? Uh, I don't know. It's hard to say. It's 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 a lot. I mean, if you compare it to, to, to so. Uh, you know, something like Nightmares Made Flesh is completely different to that album. Mm, okay. uh, you know, there's, uh, I'd say there's a, there's a kind of a slight tinge of black metal on this one. Mm. Uh, so just a kind of a bit of a nod in that direction, which we'll see how people react to that. But I mean, the, the music, I mean, the, I think the songs are great. I'm really, you know, I mean, I, well, it's too, too early to say, but already I, I think it's better than the last album. But I mean, you know, it's such a cliche thing to say. Mm. But uh, I, <laughs> but I, I do, you know, I think it's a, it's a lot more strong. I think it's a stronger album than the last one. But we'll see, you know, we'll see. But uh, but yeah, no, I, I certainly enjoyed recording it. And uh, yeah, uh, I'm looking forward to you know when it's finished and it's out. So we'll see. Excellent, man. So yeah, we are too, man. And uh, just we're not doing any tentative dates, but we're looking like hopefully this year for the new record. No clean singing, I'm assuming. That's not. Is, did you do? Oh that? God, no. No. Okay, there no, you go. No, that no. that would that would get him mad. <laughs> unfortunately, no, yeah, yeah. I'm okay know, with it, but unfortunately, it's, it's, yeah. It's, it's it's almost like putting some on just to see people's reaction, you know, just just to kind of wind people up. Um, but uh, no, no, God, we, we, I mean, when you heard the songs, there's, there's nowhere it, it would fit. I mean, there's no way you could do it. Absolutely, I wouldn't want to do it anyway. But, yeah, you know, yeah, dude, excellent. So, man, I want to thank you so much. Um, I, I dude, why like? What, okay, everybody's got names like Sodomizer and Axe, but they just call you Old Nick. Why? 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 Why didn't you get some crazy like? Well, I, well, because old Nick's Satan, isn't it? That's the nickname oh, for Satan. Oh, that makes sense. That's, yeah. That's, yeah. Okay. Yeah. So I was thinking it. Santa Claus. I get a lie. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that'd be okay. Yeah, it's, I didn't really, we didn't really think it through, but because I'm Nick, it became old Nick, so it was, yeah. it was you know, pretty, pretty straightforward, really. Yeah. So, uh, like people think axe. it's just because I'm old, you know, which is, but I mean, Axe is, is Martin Axenrot, so that's his name anyway. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. But it, I mean, but it's like you know, it's it's brutal. I don't know about nope. sodomizer. I don't know. We should take that. We should change that one at this point. <laughs> well, we call it, it's, I mean, we just used to call him Sodo, you know. So, but, yeah. Uh, there you go. So, everybody, man, make sure if you're in North America, make sure you guys check out the live Morbid Funerals tour. They're doing seven dates. As old Nick just said, they're flying all over the place, dude. They're going to make this thing worth. Make sure you guys go to the Maryland Death Fest this year. Check it out, guys. Uh, Bloodbath is going to have, hopefully, fingers crossed, a new record this year. It sounds like it's going to happen soon. So that's all that that's all the news that we need. So I got to thank you, man, Nick Holmes. Yeah. Always a pleasure to talk to you, man, on the uh, on the Metal Sucks podcast. Yeah, likewise, man. Nice to speak to you. Cool. Cheers.
the Metal Sucks Podcast.
Doesn't matter if it's punk, metal, or rock. Rockabilia is your one-stop shop for all band merch. They have over 500,000 items to choose from. Hard to find stuff that you can't get anywhere else with the largest selection of music merchandise available in the world. Doesn't matter if it's hats, shirts, autograph items, patches for your battle vest. Rockabilia will have you covered. And everything is officially licensed. Don't fall for the Chinese counterfeit band merch on Amazon or the targeted Facebook post promoting a bootleg product. If you support Rockabilia, you're supporting the artists. Been around since 1987 with 30 years of giving you the best memorabilia. And for special discounts, use the promo code PCJabberJaw. So for your punk, metal, and rock memorabilia, there's only one place to go, www.rockabilia.com. And we are back, guys. First song you heard is off the last release from Bloodbath. That is Grand Morbid Funeral. And the the song after that, guys, is from a band called Witch Casket. Uh, They put out their debut EP. It came out, I think, April 27th. Uh, The song is called Hate Index. That is the title track to that EP. Definitely worth checking out if you haven't heard that band yet, guys. They're out at Los Angeles. Uh, And with that, guys, that is going to end our show. Do not, once again, let me just remind you, miss the tour dates. Bloodbath will be in North America May 23rd, starting in Los Angeles, all the way to the 30th, guys. Check tour dates. Don't fucking miss this show. This is just like... Wow. Wow. Don't, don't fucking, fucking miss don't fucking this, miss this show. This is just like when... I've uh, never heard that kind of conviction come out of when, you. When Julie Christmas and Coth Luna had like five shows and we did the interview with her, it's like, don't fucking miss this show. Right. This is going to be amazing, guys. So make sure you catch those bloodbath dates, guys. And with that... Uh, can I say something? Yes, you can. Thank you for the five-star reviews, guys. Thank I you. know. Isn't it cool? Thank you. Guys so keep, nice. They keep showing up on the iTunes. And thank you, guys, you for following us. You thank you sweet. for the five-star reviews. Mm-hmm. We love you. We love you and have a good Good week and good day <laughs> from the Metal Sucks podcast. <laughs> wow, that that's 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 what a perfect circuit live is like. Yeah, what yeah. you just your just yeah, voice right there. That's exactly what it's like. <laughs> All right, guys. Again, very grateful for every one of you guys that listen every week. You guys mean the world to us. So until next week, guys, have a good one. The Metal Sucks Podcast is signing off. This is the Jabberjaw Podcast Network. <laughs>